this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Yes, welcome to the Anatomy of a Movie. I'm Christian Blatt, and this music can only indicate that we're about to talk about a fun romp. The 1979 film, Kramer versus Kramer versus the people... Versus Larry Flint, <laughs> versus Spy, versus Spy, versus Ford, versus Ferrari. It's kind of a little joke we hatched before the show, but uh, decided to run with it. Uh, joined, as always, by the lovely Alexa Capiello. Hi, I'm here. And uh, we have our, I, for the first time ever, we have the three of us all assembled. <laughs> yeah, I know. The also lovely Rachel Goodman. Hey, everybody. And, uh, you know, uh, Rachel, this is a very... We usually talk about Curb Your Enthusiasm on Mondays. We do. This is a little different. This is a lot different. Yeah, slightly different. Uh, Slightly less laughs. Yeah, I feel like if Larry was in this place, this would have gone down a little bit differently. No, Cheryl would have gotten the kid in the first five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, Would have been fine. (laughs) He would have left him on the dumpster. Uh, So, uh, the way we do this retro anatomy of a movie, it's uh, a movie that, for reasons often unbeknownst to the entire panel, we haven't seen and we decide, like, okay, we're going to watch it, and this is our reaction after seeing it for the first time. After years of knowing we should see it mm-hmm. and not actively avoiding, it just didn't happen. So that's what we're doing here, and this is in honor of a couple things, in honor of it being a best picture from, I guess, it won in 1980 for 1979, and also, it's you know, there's uh, some similar territory to uh, Marriage Story. Uh, which I, I still haven't watched. I, I, I can't. Uh, I, I, after watching watched. this, I wasn't I wasn't going to put myself through another one. Bits yeah. and pieces. I've seen it here and there. I know you watched it all the way through, yeah. but um, yeah, it was it was painful. To, the, the the bits I did watch. Of, you're talking about marriage story. Of marriage yeah, story. Sure. I of course watched Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. Where it was it was difficult for me. Um, okay, so marriage story. I feel like they pulled a lot from Kramer, from Kramer versus, versus a lot. Like it. I was watching. So I I just saw Marriage Story maybe a couple weeks ago and right. you know it, I loved it mm-hmm. it's by far like if I could have picked a best picture for you know 2020 it would have been marriage story just because of how deeply it affected me when I was watching Kramer versus Kramer it was the same idea um, I personally thought that marriage story felt a little more relevant to me probably because it's a much newer movie mm-hmm. but still Kramer versus Kramer I, I think what I loved about it was this the, the idea that 
it isn't things are not always black and white when it comes to parents and the 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 ability for these two people especially you know Dustin Hoffman's character to recognize where what his flaws are as a parent sure and uh i, I my understanding is that for uh that in marriage story they also have a child or children right? they have a child yes. and okay. it's the same idea yeah, yeah. um the only difference is that so Kramer versus Kramer she just leaves and that's it yeah. in marriage story it isn't like that he Adam Driver's character actually does some things that are questionable and um, they, both of them as parents, I feel, do questionable things. He, he and cheats on her, right? That's what happened. He cheats on her, but then you find out later there was kind of a reason for it. Not mm-hmm. that it's a good reason, but she was not innocent of, mm-hmm. you know. So they both. They both had their issues, and it was sure. really, nobody was leaving per se. It's just that one person decided they, they needed to divorce the other. And then, yeah, the unfortunate thing is the child gets Caught, caught in the, the middle, right? Which uh, I think is sort of, you know, I mean, I think that the this the story in this film uh, pays a lot of attention to the impact on Billy. Oh yeah. So, I, and I think that a lot of it, I, I think, is you know, a lot of the just the interaction. It's really it, it's about him. Uh, I would say one of the things we always do when we we do the show, we start off talking about what we thought this movie was going to be like. This is pretty close to uh, what I thought it was going to be. I didn't actually know how it ended. I wasn't quite sure what happened, uh, how it all uh, sorted out. But I, I'd say that this was, uh, you know, the I, I I I've somehow at some point seen him falling off the 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 jungle gym at the playground. Like I knew that scene. Yeah. That's the one scene I'd ever seen. And uh, but other than that, I didn't really know anything about the movie. But I I, I still feel like it was what I thought. Was it what you thought, Alexa? Um, I mean, I I had always heard really, really good things about this movie, uh, in particular um, Meryl Streep's performance, and I'm a huge uh, fan of... uh, the Meryl Streep. She's an amazing actress. Um, And this was actually her first uh, breakout performance. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So right. she was in The Deer Hunter, but she had a smaller role, and she really only just took it, apparently, just to be with her uh, fiancé at the time, who had who passed, actually, right before oh, wow. the, this movie was, was being shot. Uh, we'll get into Meryl's yeah, yeah, whole no, no. story well, in just yeah, a moment. Absolutely. But uh, did I think did I did I want to watch this? I've been wanting to watch this movie for um, a very long time, uh, not just because of the beautiful Meryl Streep and talented Meryl Streep, uh, but because of the subject matter. And I heard that the writing was incredible, and it did not disappoint me. I thought it, all of it was was great. Right. Meryl Streep was actually supposed to play the one night, the woman mm-hmm. who steps in as the one night stand. Yep, yep. And then it was just a basically one thing led to the next. Somebody dropped out of the main role of Johanna, uh, Johanna and uh, that was it. Yeah. yeah. So she would have been the, the Joe Beth Williams mm-hmm. part. She, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. 
the you know, and last week with stripes, we talked about when nudity didn't make sense. This one kind of did. This one yeah. made sense. Yeah. This and, one and also I felt wasn't bad as graphic for Billy. as in stripes, by uh, the way. Yeah. Felt bad for little Billy. Hey, He's like, God, as, what, did he, what did he say to her? Like, do you, do you like do you, fried chicken? Do you like fried chicken? Yeah. <laughs> Look, as someone who's been a seven year old boy, don't don't feel bad. Don't I, feel bad for Billy. I think I think it would have been better if he asked if she liked French toast to tie all the French toast in. You know, do you like French toast? Yeah. Come on, who makes French toast in a mug? But anyway, that was such a disgusting but also heartbreaking scene. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, and then, uh, Rachel, this was, how did, what was your expectation heading into this movie? I expected I was going to love it. Um, mm-hmm. I, because I loved Marriage Story and this, you know, I had, I had heard things about this movie. I had seen clips um, years ago when I was still training to be an actress. Mm-hmm. I remember studying, you know, different pieces of the monologues from this movie mm-hmm. because it was just very well, well written and powerful. And so I just remember it was always on my radar. So I w- went into this expecting I would love it. Um, actually watching it, it, I did very much enjoy it. I don't think I loved it as much as I was expecting to, though. Okay. And I think it was one of those situations where I hyped it up in my head so much sure. that it was never going to live up to exactly uh, as it wasn't. It was never going to live up to what I thought it would. Plus, I think for me, because I love Marriage Story so much, it's harder for me to. Um, kind of connect to it in the same way. Yeah, well, I, I can understand that, and uh, I, I think it's probably more heartbreaking to watch the marriage between Kylo Ren and Black Widow fall apart <laughs> than Silkwood and Tootsie, you know? Uh, well... What was what was the well, point you were going to make? I, I was going to say that um, I did not watch... Again, I didn't watch Marriage Story all the way through, but the parts that I did watch I felt were very self-indulgent, and I, I kind of did not get that feeling from this movie. I, I thought that they did a very good job of making it a, a very realistic uh, divorce. Uh, sure. Things that happened between these two two characters, the mother and the father, and, and his relationship to his son, uh, all of it I thought was so extremely realistic and not self-indulgent. Um, so sure. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. I was just watching Marriage Story and being like, oh, these... These people are just ridiculous. <laughs> just ugh, get over yourselves is what I kept on sa- telling myself. What but that was say, me. Rachel? So I think I definitely understand where you're coming from. <laughs> I think to most people, it would seem much more realistic watching Kramer v. Mm-hmm. Kramer. But for me... The opposite? I, the opposite. But that's <laughs> also because yeah. of my circumstances in life. And, like, you know, I come from a family with, you know, people who are divorced. And so just, do I, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. I so, and I guess my, it's, it's interesting. My, my parents divorced when I was an adult. So, Ooh, divorce, uh, yeah. Kid. So, uh, but <laughs> I. We all sympathize, I, yeah. empathize with Billy. I was in my late 20s. Oh, yeah. So, it was oh, just, different. it was just more like. You know, it was just more like, oh, good, yeah, you two should be away from each other now. And, and even, even my sister had, like, graduated college, so it was good. It was um, like, yeah, yeah, let you guys sort it well, out. Yeah. And see, that's very different. When you're a, a kid, kid. Sure. it is different. And it's, both of you were a kid when it yeah, happened? Or? I was in fifth grade. Okay, sure. Yeah, 11. Yeah. So, yeah, same, so. yeah same exact yeah, so. Trauma bonding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But That's see, why you're both here. But see, for me, like I, I watching Dustin Hoffman, watching Ted mm-hmm. yeah. say to say to Billy, 
your mother loves you no matter what. Like, she the, she didn't leave because of you. She left because of me. I know that speech. I oh. was like, wow, why can't more people be like right. that? Yeah. It was, that was <laughs> a pinnacle well, of good, like, fatherhood. He, 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 says so all, good. he says all the right things, yeah. even at the end when he's lost the court case. And it's no small thing for him, by the way, to give up on the appeal because it's like, I'm going to have to put Billy on the stand. He's like, well, I guess I'm not doing an appeal no, then. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I think that... As a father, I certainly appreciate that instinct. It's like, you, you can't do that to your kid just so that you win, you know? And at the end, when he, you're near the end, when he's talking to him, like, it's going to be great. You're going to have a room at mommy's house, you know, just all that. It's like, yeah, that is not always the way you hear about uh, divorce going, you know, sort of that, you know, that just utmost respect for the child and just the fact that, you know, we were talking about this movie beforehand and it's this, this movie has a happy ending for only the the only person who matters, which is Billy. Yeah. You know, there, it, it's very sad for Joanna. It's very sad for uh, Ted as well. I mean, ultimately he gets what he, what he wants, which is to keep uh, Billy there in the house. But uh, I think that it's, they're both very much uh, keeping it in mind. Um, now, sort of a, a loaded question I have for each of you. As this story is going along, did you find yourself siding with either one of them or did you That's try to keep it open mind? That's what I was actually say is that so many times in these stories you have – uh, one parent that's being demonized more than the sure. other. And in the original book uh, written by, oh, goodness, um, author, okay, Avery Corman. Yes. He wrote um, Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, so the main character, uh, played by Dustin Hoffman, uh, Ted, is basically, you know, pretty much how he's portrayed by Dustin. And, you know, he's a, he's a good guy. He's, mm-hmm. He definitely doesn't know how to be a, a dad just yet, but he learns how to be. Yeah. And Joanna is actually just not a very good person at all. Um, You're talking she, about it, is that in the book? Yes. Or, okay. She's just, you know, she she's bored with her life as a, as a housewife. She wants more for her life. I mean, they didn't take away uh, that in the screenplay when they, when they performed it. But Meryl Streep was like, but we need to come at this um, from a more sympathetic uh, point of view for Joanna because that's overall going to make the movie better if we have two parents who are equally uh, sympathetic. And, you know, she had a, a, a disservice. Um, I mean, Joanna just leaves and we don't understand or get her point of view until much later. And yeah. that's why that courtroom scene where she's just talking about uh, why she did what she did was so powerful. And she actually wrote that speech Meryl Streep did. And the thing is, is that, because originally she was not happy with how no, they wrote it in for her. she wasn't. And yeah. neither was the director who asked her to to write yeah. that script, yeah. write well, that and, speech. And there's, it's such a little moment too, but it's, it's such a, a great part of her performance when she's on the stand that after her attorney's done, she goes to get up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's not how this works, right. you know. And then you know, he just uh, he just hammers her on, oh, on yeah. a bunch of things, and you know, I mean, that's uh, you know, unfortunately, that's how you. That's what. Look, they both got what they want in the way of wanted in the way of a, a divorce lawyer. You need somebody who's going to just play rough because you are trying to win, you know, the case. And that's one of the things that made me feel like this was marriage that was so similar to marriage story because one of the major things is that it's these lawyers in marriage story who are really like ratcheting up mm-hmm. everything and being a little bit they're being very aggressive and mm-hmm. the actual people are like, you know, we don't want to be like that, but it gets to a place in court where sometimes it's out of your hands in order for you to win, number 1, but number 2, when it comes to Joanna, I felt like 
her character, if she had just left and that had been it and it had been very black and white and she had just been a very bad parent and was gone for good, it wouldn't have been as rich to kind of have everything unfold the way that it did and her coming back and having to face the consequences and then putting everybody through this trial. I felt like it was a very interesting way to handle um, the after effects mm-hmm. of what this did to a broken family. My thing is, though, I don't necessarily dislike Joanna. I don't think that she's a bad person. I understand being in a situation, especially where you feel trapped. A, and, yeah, especially in 1979, mm-hmm. where women were still like it was starting to change, but women were still expected for the be most the part wife, to, to go be the home, mother. be the wife. The man was going to work. Yeah, I understand Joanna, and we didn't get the full picture from her point of view she probably tried talking to ted so many times times, but he's just work 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 yeah so i don't dislike joanna i still did not side with her because at the end of the day whatever was happening she left billy and that to me i always empathize with the child more than the parents Mm -hmm. and watching billy's reaction to this how can what what did she think was going to happen to Billy's welfare for her to just leave? Like as as bad as things got for Ted, he didn't just leave his son. See the thing, what I was seeing from Joanna in that very first scene was just a broken woman, a woman who felt so trapped and she was so depressed, like sure, like clinically depressed, needed to figure out herself, lost everything that that um, meant herself, you know, like was herself. She had no idea who she was. And when you get to that lowest of low point, it's very, very, very hard. I'm not I'm not saying that she did a, a good like a good thing at all, but it is very hard to see beyond what you need to do for yourself to get yourself out of that hole. And so I, I, I saw all of that in Merrill. I saw somebody that couldn't do it anymore, just could not live the life that she was living, um, and she needed to do something else for herself to get herself in a better mental um, state so that she could actually be the mother that she wanted to be for Billy and who Billy deserved. Yeah, uh, Rachel, to your point about sort of the era that this story happens in, you know, when he's first talking to, when uh, Ted's first talking to his boss about it, he's like, yeah, you know, we got this neighbor downstairs, uh, you know, they, they talk, and Women's lib, you know, it's like not even fully formed thoughts. It's just sort of like, yeah, you know, to, you know. And of course, I, I understand that point of view of like, oh, you know, we got into a fight, she'll come back, you know. I mean, in the early part of the film, I can certainly see, you know, because partially due to his inattentiveness or just preoccupation with work, he didn't notice that there was a problem. So this idea that she's leaving is like, come on, what are you doing? You know, like, what is this? So. Um, yeah, I do find uh, it to be a relatable character in the, the form of Joanna. And uh, I would say uh, I am certainly uh, – I bring my own sort of uh, issues as a father of two to this, the idea that the wife left for a good reason, but she did leave, you know, and she did go to California. She was gone for more than a year. It's not she had like to a, find herself. It's not a couple weeks and then <clears throat> right. she popped back in, you know. She was gone for a, a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it was year. 15 months is the term that is the the, the length of time. <laughs> and so I, you know, I find that to be like, I, I, I don't know what your problem is. Like, I don't know how you could do that to your child. I can't imagine leaving either of my children for 15 months yeah. for whatever. I mean, unless I'm yeah. going to jail. And I guess it's not up to me. And but, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Uh, I'm just going to say, and that's my problem with what she did. Not that she had, like, I completely understand being in her situation and not 
like not knowing not knowing what you want to do with your life not being able to find your meaning Mm -hmm. and and just you know she even said that she didn't think she was any good as a mother either I get all of that and I get how she was feeling and I get how lost she probably was having a husband who wasn't listening to her but to just leave your child and get help you know across the country and not even not check in like it's one thing okay hey i just need to go for a couple weeks and you know she tells ted and then she leaves and she just you know does what she has to do and come and maybe comes back but like to just leave for that amount of time when you have a child who needs you yeah yeah and and i think that that was uh you know it, it was Obviously, I'm going to relate with some of the unique issues facing a father, but it just seemed like, well, he and Billy had all this time to really form this bond, and that's what he's comfortable with. And yes, he has the advantage that that is their home. That's where he grew up. That's where he's used to living. So the idea of of taking him out of it definitely seemed like, well, this seems like it would be detrimental. And look, I, I think ultimately if he had gone to live downtown with his mother and, you know, seen his dad a couple times, you know, a couple weekends a month and one night a week, that's the, what the judge decided, I'm sure he would have been okay, but it just seemed like this was best for him. And I think that the the self-sacrifice from Ted first of just like, I, you know, I'm going to have to lose this because I'm not putting him on the stand. And just her like, oh, I won. But, uh, you know, I mean, and, and I, one of many great speeches in, in this film is her in the lobby with Ted just saying, like, I was coming to bring him home. But then I realized he's already home, you know. Yeah. And so I, I think that, you know, they, they deal with uh, so much really heavy stuff as it relates to a child. I think this is this is a. This is like a 15-minute short film if they don't have a kid, you know? Yeah. It's just like, all right, I guess uh, I'm going to have to send you a check every month. All right, that didn't work out. You want to go get coffee? Sure. Uh, what were you going to say, Rachel? Just that here's here's my problem, too. I love this ending. I love that she came around and realized that what was best for him was staying with Ted. But I just feel like in most situations when it comes to the custody of children – it's not going to work out like that. The parents, like, if somebody wins custody, they're not going to, they're not going to, maybe this is just my, you know, pessimistic outlook on the way that, on things that happen when parents break up, but I just feel like it was very, um, like, it almost felt like the Disney ending that we were all hoping for, you know. Well, in, in, the, the, in the Disney ending, she moves back in and they're uh, yeah. they're married again and they have a second wedding. And <laughs> There's there's sure. talking birds and but I do know yeah. what you're saying. I think that's what makes it so beautiful, though. You know that there was this was resolved out of court. Yeah, that they just uh, they both had realizations, and she had the biggest realization that even though she won, that doesn't mean that this would have been the best for Billy. And so to let him go and live with his father, who she has seen has grown into, uh, you know, an actual really good dad and really loves him and really cares about him and. This would be the best for Billy as opposed to best for her. And I just I think that was her redemption as a character. Yeah. As a as a woman and as a mother. So, Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the great performances of uh, Meryl Streep throughout the film. And by the way, she's in half the movie, which is is. which is impressive. This is her breakout performance. Yes. Because I didn't expect her to to be gone for half the movie. Yeah, I didn't either. On the the poster, it has both of them and and Billy, but it really should have just been Dustin Hoffman and Billy. (laughs) There's like a a sad picture of Joanna. (laughs) Joanna in the background, just like looming in the the window, just watching, which was really creepy. 
creepy, by the way. Yeah. Always watching oh, her yeah. like in the window, super staring. creepy. Yeah, and I'm like Jesus. This, I, I think in a in a in a custody trial in 2020 that comes up. It's like, yeah, why is she lingering across the street and not saying hello? She to her obviously is not well. She oh no, no, well, completely. I just mean well. it, it's the sort of thing that uh, that I feel like would be a lot yeah, more attention would be paid to. Watching like she's and about imagine, to kill like, him. Is that mom across the street? <laughs> no, that wouldn't make sense. Why wouldn't she come see Jeez, me? I mean, Louise. in another in another genre, this could have turned into a thriller. I know, oh, for that's real. How uh, serious? But I think uh, D- Dustin Hoffman is, of course, uh, also great in here. But we should uh, pay special attention to Justin Henry, who plays Billy, oh, who is Henry- a seven-year-old actor who had no acting experience before this. What were you going to say, Alexa? Yes, uh, we'll talk about. Uh, Justin Henry first before I have a slew of things to talk about with Dustin Hoffman. Oh, okay, well um, let's say uh, yeah. No, but Justin uh, Justin Henry um, he got nominated for an Academy Award for his performance in this, and I thought that was very well deserved because me watching, I was watching with uh, my friend, and both of us were just in awe of how well this kid acted. He yeah. was just so so spot on with all of his reactions and just, uh, you know, child actors, they're, they're kind of hit or miss for the most part. I think my favorite one was, uh, uh, oh gosh, now I forget his name, from E.T. Drew Barrymore. Henry is, I think, his last name, yes. actually. Uh, yeah, I know the actor but, you mean. You know, he, um, was, he was one of the ones that I was like, oh my god. Yeah, so look, a lot of times you notice kid actors when they're either really good or really, really bad, bad. Yeah. and this this one, this was... one shows because he's really good. And just imagine this movie if they had cast a kid who was really bad. I know. Oh, yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, Dustin Hoffman apparently did not want Justin Henry for the role. He wanted a funny-looking kid because I guess he's just you know remarking on how funny-looking I mean, he is as a person. And also, I mean, uh, Dustin Hoffman could possibly. But if you're Miles Meryl <laughs> Streep, you should be a good-looking kid. Uh, but. They say that Justin's tender, familiar uh, way with Dustin on screen tests uh, changed his mind, along with the realization that Billy Kramer shouldn't look like Dustin. He should look like Meryl, yeah. a constant reminder of uh, the absent Joanna. So I was going to say, too, with Justin Henry, he was not only did he get nominated, he's still to date the youngest person to ever yeah, get nominated. That is true. At eight. That's amazing. And um, I was watching this on Amazon Prime. One of the like notes that popped up is that they actually found him by accident. Oh, did they? They found him. Apparently, he was, um, I think, one of the producer's neighbors. Oh. So he wasn't even just some random, you know, not, he wasn't even someone who came in to audition, really. Right. They knew him because he was a neighbor. Wow. And then also, they shot this film uh, uh, chronologically, very much like E.T. for Justin. Oh, that's that so actually that, makes so sense. So that yeah. the reason being that you know he could the story would be real to him that he would react in in real time and experience it instead of yeah. Acting and it. I mean, he has some tremendous emotional moments in here. Uh, Henry the, Thomas. Henry, Henry Thomas. Thomas. I had the word Henry, <laughs> so yeah. But they they shot that chronologically as well. Well, also because E.T. insisted on it. It was yes. in his writer. E.T. Yeah. E.T. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great impression. Make sure we isolate that. Uh, but, uh, you know, just there are some incredibly emotional moments all the way throughout. Uh, the one that resounded with me is when he wouldn't eat his dinner and he goes to get that ice cream out and you're like, oh, he's going to do it. And uh, I hate you. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I hate you too, you ungrateful little shit. And I'm like, 
oh, I I feel all these emotions. Yeah. I've never said quite that to my son, and he hasn't. Well, maybe he's not tall enough to get the ice cream out. But there's definitely those times. Where like, oh, would you just eat your dinner? Come on, <laughs> like don't don't put me through this. What were you gonna say? The ice cream scene was also improvised, and the only reason it ended up in the script is because the director liked it so much. Was it improvised on set, uh, or it, it was on set? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fascinating because yeah. that that really connected with me because. Yeah, and, and you know, I I have certainly you know I have a four year old. I don't have a seven year old, but you try to apply logic, and it, it's come on. You had this last week, and you said you liked it, and I said I liked it, and you said, well, I like it too, uh, and he's like, no, it's yucky, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's like <laughs> probably about half the dinners a week. One of my kids is going to tell me it's yucky, and uh, <laughs> you know, and, and usually it works. It's like, well, if you want ice cream, you got to finish it. It's like, oh, all right, I do want ice cream. Uh, I think I think it, we would be remiss if we did not talk about um, Dustin Hoffman, not just his performance in the role, uh, but the fact that he is uh, a well-known method actor and he um, abused Meryl Streep on on set. Have you? Did you hear I've any of these? I've never heard that. No. Okay, so. Um, First, we'll talk about his performance. I thought he was incredible. Yeah. I, I really loved his performance, and I think that he's he is a, an amazing actor. However, he's a he's a method actor. He would so Meryl Streep had just lost her fiance uh, John Cazale or Cazal. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And um, he, in order to he'd like take it upon himself to. Uh, Get performances out of her, right? That, that that's not what you need to do as an actor. You 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 focus on yourself and what you need to do as an actor. You can you can abuse yourself if you'd like, but he would like mention her recently uh, deceased uh, fiance in the. Um, in the courtroom scene, right before she had to like get really emotional after, uh, you know, the lawyer was just sure pummeling her with terrible things, and he he walked up to her and mentioned uh, his name just to to you know get a rise out of her. But the worst was that he actually slapped her uh, right before uh, the scene where she's so the very first scene they walk out to the hallway. She's about to she's going into the elevator to leave. Yeah. Uh, right before they walked out in the hallway, he didn't even ask. He just straight up smacked her across the face, and they performed this. Meryl didn't stop anything the director saw they didn't stop anything they she performed the scene and then she was apparently furious at the fact that obviously i would well, yeah, too. No, understandably don't, don't, so don't take it upon yourself first off don't touch me uh and and that's just completely inappropriate and on so many levels um but then also there's a scene sorry not to go on and on but there's like quite a few stories um they were sitting in the uh, the restaurant. Uh, it's when she comes back finally and is going to tell. And he ends up throwing the wine against he, the wall. Yes, yeah. he did not tell her that he was going to throw the wine glass against the wall. He just told the camera op. He's like, "Hey, so if I throw this wine glass, um, if I throw it against the wall, where will it be seen? Um, where should I do it?" And the camera op's like, "Well, just do it right over there, I guess." And so it performed the scene, and uh, again, Meryl was completely taken aback at the fact that she wasn't even told anything he just went ahead and, and did it right in front of her right uh he was apparently just very very verbally abusive as well it just didn't well it, it seems uh, consistent for an actor who apparently works well with david o russell 
because yeah. you have always heard of him as a director uh, doing all these sorts of things. But again, that's the director, and you can think that's right or wrong, but it's also the director's decision on how to elicit performances. So, uh, yeah, I know I hadn't heard any of this. Yeah, he shattered and sent uh, glass shards into her hair. Her response was, next time you do that, I'd appreciate you letting me know. Right. Um, so the thing about Dustin Hoffman was that he had already done quite a few films at this point, and he was a, uh, you know, everyone One of them vastly overrated Midnight Cowboy, but go on. Oh, I thought you were going to say The Graduate. I no, that's okay. Really, I like that movie. I like, I like The, the movie. Graduate. Yeah. Graduate's um, good, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, this was Meryl Streep's first big role. Yeah, sure. Breakout performance, and... Uh, you know, she could have easily cowered, you know, away from Dustin, but she held her ground and she was like, it's unacceptable. Well, you know, obviously it's wrong across the board, but just the idea uh, that, you know, knowing what Mel- Meryl Streep is capable of now, I don't think any of those tactics are necessary no. to get a good performance he, I, out of her. It was, it was very demeaning. It was yeah. like, I don't really trust that you're going to be able to... Like, the, one of the reasons why they cast her for this role, uh, Dustin was so forecasting her for this, because she was a, a no-name, basically, at the time, sure. was because he knew that she had recently lost her fiancé. And so he wanted to use that trauma right. to get a good performance out of th- her in the movie. And I'm like, this is just backwards. It's terrible. But, sure. I mean, it worked, but he didn't need to do that, you know? And I have to say, I'm not surprised to hear all of this about Dustin. Yeah. Um, when, you know, everything with the Me Too movement was coming out, there was an article published about him in 2017 um, by Anna Graham Hunter, mm-hmm. and she was 17 yes. when apparently he was sexually harassing her, and not just her, but she was on set with him, and he was doing it to all the stars, slapping butts, and so, um, and like, just being incredibly inappropriate, and this is when he was a little bit older, so. Yes, this, this yeah. I mean, not that it would have ever been right, but it's no. also you're so much older. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it comes off as, as you know exponentially worse. Yeah, like he, um, I think, was in his 50s I, when she was I 17. don't want to rush us off this topic, but we don't have a lot of time. So I, I do want to talk about uh, the awards for the film. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I know that uh, it... It won uh, Best Picture in uh, at the 52nd uh, uh, M- uh, Emmys, Oscars. And I always find it's interesting what else was nominated. Uh, All That Jazz, Breaking Away, Norma Rae, Apocalypse Now. Uh, Best Director, Robert Benton, won mm-hmm. against Bob Fosse. Peter Yates also for Breaking Away, uh, the director of Akasha Falls. I'm not going to try to say his friend's name, but also against Francis Ford Coppola for uh, Apocalypse Now. Dustin Hoffman won for Best Actor. Meryl Streep won for uh, Supporting Actress because mm-hmm. she's, yeah. again, in half the film. Dustin Hoffman beating Jack Lemmon, Al Pacino, Roy Scheider, and Peter Sellers. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it, it's it's always impressive when something wins, but when you read some of the things that they win against, you're like, oh, these are some of the greatest films of uh, of that era, you know, and, and this this bested it. Uh, I don't think anybody back then had ever seen a movie so realistic to what so many people were going through at that time. Yeah. yeah. And so I just feel like they felt like it was a song of their people and a lot, of, I, I read a lot where, where people were just blown away and very emotional after watching this movie and um, I could see why. Um, 
But does it hold up? Right? Right. Well, we'll get to that oh, in one okay. second because I wanted to point out we did mention that Justin Henry was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, and he, he lost to Melvin Douglas for being there, but he was also nominated against Robert Duvall in Apocalypse <laughs> Now and Mickey Rooney in The Black Stallion. Wow. That, that was never yeah. going to win. But, uh, and uh, uh, Frederick Forrest for a film called The Rose that I've literally never heard of in my life. But that's uh, just, you know, I can just imagine, you know, the sort of split screen at those Oscars when it's it's him and Robert Duvall and you know, and then little, he, little Justin Henry, little like, Justin Ooh. Henry. So yes, the question that we always ask is, does it hold up? What do you think? Oh, there's our does it hold up uh, music. I thought it would be more of a drum roll, but well, that's that's in honor of all that jazz for Bob Fosse. What do you think, Alexa? Uh, I think it does. I think it does hold up. Uh, yes, there are some gender roles here that. Um, aren't aren't really prevalent as prevalent uh, these days, but I do think that it does hold up because sure. um, I thought it very realistically portrayed but, a marriage and you know devolving yeah. of a marriage. But my understanding is, forty years later, uh, you know, divorce uh, in custody battles, they often it takes a lot to not award custody to the mother, just right. from people yeah. that I yes. know who yeah. have been through this. It That's just legally, my understanding. It is legally out of date, and they yeah. could have done a joint custody. That was just completely. Yeah, that seems to be the most common. You right. Know, my, my sister has that with her ex husband. They, they just very, completely yeah. went over that. They're like, no, it must go to one or the other. I mean, it might not have been a thing at the time. What do you think, Rachel? Did it hold up? I think it holds up. Um, I think even in today's world, there are still places in America, and maybe not even in America, other countries as well, where females are still going through that identity crisis where they are trapped in a situation where they yeah. can't, they're not working and they don't know what they want to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. And. Um, even if we, you know, even if many of us don't have to go through that anymore, there are still places where it happens. It does. Uh, I would say that for me, it definitely holds up. And, you know, we talked a lot about sort of this decision that Joanna makes to go away. And, you know, look, unfortunately, all you have to do is is scroll through headlines and you just hear about terrible stories about, you know, parents, either gender, that just can't handle their life and they don't take the step away and then they they do something terrible to right. their children or to an entire house full of people you hear about some of these terrible things and you're like yeah maybe it, it you know if somebody can get away and figure themselves out and be like okay I, i'm ready to be a parent again you have to deal with those repercussions but i i think in a modern perspective, it's a lot easier to understand Joanna. And mm-hmm. just, she's like, I, I have to go. Yes, for me. But if I'm not sorted out, this isn't going to be good for Billy Without either. saying the words clinical depression, yeah. they were per- portraying that for her. I agree. I, so, I absolutely agree. You know, yeah. they weren't talking about it at the time, but it was a, an accurate portrayal of what that is. So. That was good. Well, uh, so I, I guess we're uh, in agreement that it all uh, held up. And, uh, you know, let's uh, – uh, I'm going to need a little while before I check out Marriage Story. I just – I can't go through another movie. It was, like I thought it was sadder, so to be honest. So we – this was sadder or no, Marriage Story? Marriage okay. Story, well, Lord. Then I'm definitely not going to watch it anytime soon. So we are uh, done for this week. We will be back next week. At uh, our new time of 3 p.m. on uh, Tuesday. I did almost say Wednesday. But uh, <laughs> we will uh, be back uh, talking about the 1960 film, The Apartment, the Billy Wilder film. It'll be uh, a return for uh, Jack Lemon to this show. Uh, Shirley MacLaine, Fred McMurray also in that film. So uh, we will uh, talk about that next week. But until then, Rachel, where do people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at Rachel Goodman, or on my author Instagram account, at Rachel Radner Author. If you're a fan of Stumptown, Doctor Who, 
Outlander, uh, and I, oh, and Larry Dale, Curb Your Enthusiasm. You can find me on those shows as well. Alexa Capiello, where do people find you? On Instagram. <laughs> Not Twitter, don't bother. Don't bother. No, I'm kidding. You can follow me there too, but on Instagram at Alexa Cappy, C A P P Y. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And yes, as Rachel mentioned, Mondays on AfterBuzz TV at 3 p.m. for Curb Your Enthusiasm. And also over on AfterBuzz TV Thursday nights at 9 for Star Trek Picard. Uh, that is all the time we have for this week, but we will see you at the movies. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.